The future belongs to those who control the culture, and the culture belongs to those who control the conversation. So we are having the conversations you wish you could have at church to build a safe and vibrant community. This is the Oz Table Talk podcast. All right, welcome everybody to another episode of Table Talk. We are here for another No Agenda episode. And so we are five of us at the table, but we have a change up. So we have our usuals. We have Dave, Nato, Ben, but we have Steve. So welcome, Steve. Hi, Steve. Yeah. Hi, Steve. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for having me. So uh, Steve's joining us for the recording tonight, sitting in Wilsey's seat, which Wilsey just left. So... Steve, you're it. <laughs> There's some high expectations. Yeah, I, I hope not. <laughs> Steve's one of our mates from around town, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. cool to have Steve on the podcast. So, just before we do get underway, Steve, like, just tell us, what, what do you do? What do you spend your time on? Yeah, so I study surveying uh, externally at home, and I work as a survey assistant currently in town. Cool. So that's, yeah, it's my day job. Mm-hmm. Cool. What do you do when you're not, not working? What do you enjoy? Uh, it depends. It's Getting out, really. Went snorkeling today. Um, Yeah, just getting outside, Mm -hmm. hanging out. It's good fun. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You're also into photography as well. Yeah, so I do a little bit of that. (laughs) I can remember that, yeah, where I put my camera. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's awesome. Well, before we get into our No Agenda episode, uh, we have, as usual... An agenda. uh, (laughs) An agenda. (laughs) No. (laughs) We have a uh, a review. So, um, Ben, read the review for us. So, this one is from Rico from the United States, Mm -hmm. or as we would call him, Rico. Rico. (laughs) Rico. Okay. Okay. So, why do I love Oz Table Talk? Well, it is because they make it feel as if you are at the table, joining in their conversation. The conversation is relevant and always compelling. Thanks, Rico. I really appreciate that. I I haven't had the privilege of speaking to Rico before, but um, we're really appreciative of the fact that you took the time to send us a message. Thank you. Yeah. Cool name, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, it was... It was. We just looked at it going, Rico. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. We really couldn't Australianize it too much, aside from just, like, reading it, like... Yeah, like Aussie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool cool name, Rico. Love it. Awesome. So, no agenda. Where are we going? Well, we basically dialed in a passage somewhat randomly, but uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 20. So, Acts chapter 20, verses 7 through 12. <laughs> Isn't yeah, yeah seven till twelve. So just before we chat about it, yeah, how about we just read it and set the picture? Yep, I'll read it. Now on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There's the first problem. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together, and in a, in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus, who was sinking into a deep sleep. He was overcome by sleep, and as Paul continued speaking, he fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. But Paul went down, fell on him, and embracing him said, Do not trouble yourselves, for his life is in him. Now when he had come up, had broken bread and eaten, and talked a long while, even till daybreak, he departed. Didn't learn his lesson, eh? No. <laughs> and they brought the young man in alive, and they were not a little comforted. <laughs> Gotta love Luke's like major under exaggerations of things, huh? Yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was alright. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, what do they call it? Light, um, it's a lightotic device. I think oh, that's maybe. what they call I, it. I don't know what they call it. That's what they call it in literature. <laughs> but basically, yeah, it's yeah, being, understating it and uh, for the purpose of making a point, whatever. Yeah. But thanks, the, thanks for that. Basically, the yeah, the whole story is pretty crazy, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty um it's pretty epic to think of somebody preaching all night long, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love the way he punctuates yeah. it by like, so once once they raised Eutychus from the dead, they were like a bit hungry. <laughs> so they went up and they had something to eat. <laughs> and then he kept preaching. <laughs> yeah. But, but you'll oh, notice so that um, Paul had to go away the next day. So they He's wanted making to... the most use yeah. of the time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in, in some regards, you can understand. Yes. Um, Pastoral heart. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Last chance, and the people were obviously keen because they stayed, which is pretty like that's a marathon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, hey, just from any of your experiences, have you ever been like so engaged in something spiritual that that has happened? Not that you've fallen out of a window and died, <laughs> but that you have like gone an all nighter kind of thing. I wouldn't say an all nighter, but or at least close. like a, an yeah, all afternoon. I know some of our conversations like the other week with with Ore. Dave and Ore. Mm. Yeah, we we were talking all afternoon. It's like what? Yeah, oh, got to get back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's going on? Time but but yeah. oh, it was it was really good. And you know, we would have kept going had we had more time. Yeah, yeah. One that sticks out for me was at AYC uh, in in two thousand and nine. The uh, session finished like the it was, uh, the program itself finished at eight thirty, and but then we started talking, and then people ended up back in our in our dorm rooms where we were staying, and we ended up praying until like th- like three o'clock, three thirty, almost four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And seriously, when everyone finished and and left, and I was like, it's almost four a.m. I had no idea how that happened. Like it was just because I was so engaged in mm-hmm. the process. We we did prayed for like easily like hour and a half and no one was keen to go like everybody was just so and i I mean seriously like when you're not in that frame of mind you pray for 10 minutes and it feels like it's been a long time you know especially that time of night yeah exactly but it was just buzzing it was amazing and i'm imagining that's the kind of vibe that's going here in the in the the well anytime the apostle paul spoke it was pretty significant right (laughs) yeah the people absolutely loved him and he had he had amazing things to say. So, yeah, it's not hard to imagine being quite engaged with that process. Yeah. Mm. But you could tell that they were prepared for a a more lengthy sort of a, a gathering because... They had dinner. Well, they had many lights oh, yeah. in the upper chamber. Yep. yep. It's like, well lit, so it makes it harder to fall asleep. But, yes. Well, Eutychus was just at it. Yeah. 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 That's interesting, though. I mean, you got to ask yourself what what purpose does this serve, right? Like, what? Like, why did Luke include this story? Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it, it's amazing that Eutychus was uh, resurrected from the dead, but generally, resurrections from the dead are big deals, right? You think of Jesus' resurrection, and that they. they but here, it's almost like an aside. It's it's only a handful of verses, and he's like, oh, like, and just by the way. Yeah, yeah. And Paul's response even to the people, like, don't trouble yourselves, his life's in him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? We just saw him die. Yeah. <laughs> and you're telling us not to trouble ourselves? Yeah. But I guess that is, I mean, there's a few reasons that I think are relevant to that. I think one is that because of what Luke, well, Luke obviously being the author of Acts, what they had seen in their experience, 
they expected miracles. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, uh, Good point. In that, n- not to say that they devalued them, but that, well, of course God saved saved him, or of course God resurrected him. It, it's not something that's outside the norm for the followers of Jesus at this point in their ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay. What else do you guys see in the passage? Have, have you guys ever been in that scenario that Paul was in? Like, I'm sure he saw Eutychus. Like where you've been preaching and you see somebody falling asleep while oh, yeah. you're preaching. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> how, how awkward is that? Oh, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother you? Okay. No, no. It depends who it is. Okay. Like if it's someone... Like if it was me, it'd bother you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's because I... bad sermon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I expect you to be engaged because I know what you're like. But at any church, there's usually a few people, whether they are shift workers or whatever, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, and you know that they're, they've got a, you know, a tough go staying awake anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't take that personally. <laughs> True. Uh, I just I just find it really interesting that, yeah, Paul, I'm, I'm going to assume that he observed this happening. And, and Luke, the way he records it, Eutychus was sinking into a deep sleep. And as if that wasn't enough, he was overcome by sleep. Mm-hmm. And as Paul continued speaking... <laughs> He fell down from the third story and was taken up dead. It just sounds very much like Paul's observing this happening. Paul's watching the guy nod off. And it's almost like Paul just sees him fall out the window. <laughs> Would have been a bit distracting, I imagine. Yeah. So the moral of the story is if the guy in the window is falling asleep, just go give him a quick tap on the shoulder and get him to move into the view <laughs> a, a little bit closer to the, the centre, away from the windows. Yeah. But then Paul... Um, yeah, it says, went down, fell on him and embracing him, said, you know what I read before, don't trouble yourselves for his life is in him. Mm. I think it's, you can see his pastoral heart, like like we were saying before, you know, he obviously cares about this congregation. Mm. That's why he's there preaching long. That's why the guy fell out the window. And mm. then when he sees Eutychus fall out the window, his his concern drove him to go down you know, to make sure he was okay, mm. yeah, to raise him from the dead. Yeah. I think there's another lesson in here as well, that... When we are doing ministry, we're engaged in ministry, sometimes, you know, you see people slip out. When you're, for the, you know, for those of us who teach or preach regularly, mm-hmm. you know, there are people that, and I don't mean the people that go to sleep, but I mean, you know, people, friends of ours, people that are a part of our community, and we notice that they slip out of fellowship, that they don't hang out at church anymore. You know, they may spiritually die. Spiritually fall asleep. Spiritually fall asleep. Mm-hmm. And, and I think there's a responsibility on us who notice that, to do what Paul did, you know, to to go after them, to seek them. A little bit easier to resurrect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But still... But no, embrace them. Yeah, mm. I was going to say, but embrace them. And it's no less mm. a miracle, right? For someone that's spiritually dead, they need the same the same power that, that raised Eutychus is the same power that raises the spiritually dead. Well, if we're spiritually dead, isn't it the same thing as yeah. eventual death? Yeah, exactly. In fact, in many cases worse because mm. it can be um it's not mutually exclusive you can get both yeah mm. have you guys ever seen that that happen what you were talking about there like have you been a part of that experience of helping somebody who has like you said fallen asleep or mm. slipped away come back tried to it hasn't always been successful mm-hmm. but i think it's one of those things that it's it's very difficult because People do slip away for so many different reasons, and often, uh, often they have to be in the place to receive the help. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's interesting that Paul said his life was still in him. So, like, often when people leave the church, they still have a heart, or they still have a connection to the church, but it just, for whatever reason, be it personal or like they just weren't connecting with the people there anymore, things like that. 
like often there still is a spark in there. Yeah. But there just needs that one person to have seen them fall out the window and gone, oh, mm. they're on the outside now. Yeah. And they need to run down and embrace them mm. and bring like bring that spark back to life again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. Good point. I love it in Isaiah where it says that Jesus was all about that, that his ministry was about seeing those that their light was just about to go out and he would come and he would minister to those people. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't yeah. pass that as those opportunities by. Mm. Not to say that we shouldn't look to go, okay, they're struggling, let, let's embrace them now before they fall out. Mm. Obviously, prevention, is, be better. Ideal, right? prevention yeah. is better than cure, mm. but we even even if they do, you notice it, mm. we, we can see that there is still hope. Yeah. And you, you look down at verse 12, you know, the, the people, they were, they were comforted by the fact that this young man had been brought back to life. Yeah. So... Also, in, in, in the application that we're just applying to it, we can be comforted knowing that people that we know, our friends, that, that have slipped away, there is still hope for them. Mm-hmm. We, we can embrace them yeah. and, and, and bring them back home. Yeah. I, I like that, just drawing on what you said, Steve, I thought that was really profound, by the way, about his life being still in him. And, and what you're talking about, NATO, about them being comforted by the fact that somebody else was able to bring him back. It's interesting because like you were just saying, you know, sometimes people leave the church, but there's still life in them. And and it might be that 99% of the congregation see them leave, but just don't know what to do about it. But then when when somebody does know what to do about it, goes out, embraces them, realizes that there's still hope, brings them back into the church, the, the rest, even though they didn't make the effort, to go out, they are comforted by the fact that the, that person is brought back or that they, they do praise God. Yeah, they rejoice because, together even though... Yeah, yeah, because it's interesting, you know, that sometimes we are blinded to the circumstances around us, but that doesn't mean we don't care. Mm. And then sometimes people leave the church, like you were saying, because of some silly situation or something that's happened that's hurt them uh, that may have even been completely, like, miscued or something... And then when they're brought back, they recognize, huh, you know, those people that I didn't actually see cared about me before, mm. I, I, get, I can, can see it now. I can see that, that they actually did legitimately. Mm. And something that yeah. you said in there that, you know, the people that may notice them go out or be glad that they came back in, but when they're going out, they don't really know what to do about it. Yeah. What do you think is the answer to that? Like, mm. what? How well, do you know what to do about it? Let, let, let's just assume that... Paul didn't see this young fella fall out, but someone else did. Eventually, Paul w- was notified. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps someone, you may notice someone falling away. You may not know what to do. You may not have a connection with them, but you can go, point? hey, yeah. I know that that person there has a connection with them. Mm. Yep. And you go, I notice so-and-so is, is struggling. <laughs> how, how can we help? Yeah, it's a very helpful um, point, actually. Mm-hmm. So just because you may not be able to do something, Directly doesn't mean that you can't do something indirectly mm-hmm. and, and getting other people in touch mm-hmm. to, to mm-hmm. help in the situation. Something else that is which that your point just attaches to is the fact that, in my experience, it's very seldom a single point of contact that will bring someone back in, that will connect someone with, with God again. It, is, it almost always must be a community of, of people connecting with yeah. them because... Mm-hmm. I've had experiences where people have come along to church and I've been their only contact and 
that it doesn't stick because I can't, it's not physically possible for me to give them 100% of my attention the whole time they're there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, ultimately they're going to feel awkward and weird because they've got no one to talk to at some point and they get uncomfortable and they leave. But I've seen other times and other experiences where that they come in and then, you know, three or four people connect with them. And then if I'm not necessarily there, fairly good chance they'll be able to find at least one of those four or five people to sit down and have a talk to or they'll find them or whatever. And so we shouldn't, I, I believe anyway, you know, in this particular case, you know, we're applying the fact that uh, Paul went and he he raised him from the dead. But I think it, in the application that we're talking about, it's not only a, a, a singular well, Paul thing. left the next day. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. So that's your point. Yeah. Paul mm-hmm. might have brought him back in, mm-hmm. but the community he the care of surrounded the community. him because mm. yeah. Paul yeah. had to go. Yeah. 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 And I, just what I, the point that I wanted to get at before, as far as not knowing what to do, that's a great option that that NATO was sharing and I think that's the preferable option if you know someone who's already connected with them great talk to that person but for me when I especially when I was younger I was so afraid of saying the wrong thing that I said nothing and Mm. I've got a a, you know more than one friend that is no longer uh, following God for that reason and I don't know whether I could have done anything but I know I didn't do anything and I didn't even try Mm-hmm. And so I I regret that. Now, when I see someone that's falling away or whatever, I take action, even if I don't know if it's the right thing to do or not. I would prefer to try something and be wrong mm-hmm. rather than to try nothing and then go anyway. That that just sounds very familiar from first aid because when I learnt first aid, the instructor said, any attempt at first aid mm-hmm. is better than no attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if you get it wrong, it's better than no attempt. Mm-hmm. So, spiritual first aid. Yeah. Any attempt is better than none. Yeah, well, uh, we just had South Queensland Big Camp recently and one of the speakers actually mentioned the fact that if we're connected with God, we'll actually have the Holy Spirit like instructing us in what to say in certain mm-hmm. situations. And mm. I find personally I struggle to apply that to my life and actually be listening like deliberately mm. to hear that. But if we see someone who, like, you don't necessarily have to know what to say, but if you, even if you just go up and say, hey, it was great to see you today, mm-hmm. like, the Holy Spirit will give you insight. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus and the woman at the well, mm-hmm. like, he he was still in his human form, yet the Holy Spirit instructed him, telling him the issues that the woman had with the mm-hmm. husbands. Mm-hmm. Like, that was the Holy Spirit that revealed that to him. So, we have that same mm-hmm. potential yeah. that we don't often tap yeah. into. Mm-hmm. And well, also, so often... The issue at hand isn't necessarily the issue that we perceive. Yeah. So often the issue is not the issue. Yeah. It was just the the hair that yeah, uh, it's broke the back. Um. Or or just the um the the symptoms mm. of of the issue. Mm. And you know, going up and saying good day, it may not be directly focusing on you know what this guy's going through, but it's a connection and it may be exactly what he needs. Yeah. You're right there, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. I tried so hard not to laugh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> ben, I know you meant the straw that broke the devil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I realised the moment I said, I'm just like, that ain't right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I know that the, the, oh, I, I tried to keep it in so much and they got fire. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, it's all good. Uh, another another point is 
conversation. And if you know the person a little bit, food is always a good icebreaker. Everyone <laughs> yeah. loves food. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I was thinking before when Steve was saying about the Holy Spirit's influence too, that it's it's probably true that if you observe Jesus' method, um, it seems that he's, he's instructing us to care first mm. and to talk mm. later. And so, like you said, just going up and asking a person or telling a person it's good to see them or asking them how they're doing and just showing a genuine interest in mm. them will often open doors of conversation so that the Holy Spirit can work. Yeah. But if you don't care enough to do that, yeah. then the Holy Spirit can't instruct you what to say. Yeah. So I think I think ultimately that's the, the first point of call. You know, if you see someone going out of the church, you don't know what to do for them. Well, care, care about them. Go and, and show a genuine interest in them. And I'm sure that God will uh, instruct you as to how you can reach them. Well, this yeah. is something that, <clears throat> that I do sometimes. I wish I could say I did it every single week, but I don't. But... <laughs> Especially if I don't have much on on a Sabbath afternoon or evening, I have a tendency to think. Like I think about the day, right? I, I, I love church. I love interacting with people. Like like you were saying, as far as you know, just tell them that you appreciated them. I I think about church. I think about the people I interacted with or things I saw people do, and I ask myself, like who who could I encourage today based on what I saw? Mm-hmm. And like as an example, there was once there was a lady at church and her, her daughter did something that was exceptionally loving. And, uh, you know, she's a little girl. And I thought, wow, you know, that mm-hmm. she must be doing a great job as a parent to, for her daughter to respond that way. Not because I should or I was told, but because that's who she is. That's the character that has been developed in her. And I went and found that lady's number and I sent her a text message and just said, Hey, look, I observed this today. So good. You know, you're doing a great job. Things like that, anything like that that I, I see at the end of at the end of a Sabbath, particularly because that's when I see people, I, I try to do that. I don't do it as often as I should, but just that one thing, it makes a difference that, that people, yeah. that person knows that they were seen and mm. that what they're doing is valuable, mm-hmm. yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that, that point's really important because we've been talking a lot about Eutychus falling out, Yeah, but if, and like Nada was saying earlier as well, just if we can keep that that continued contact with people who are, yeah. who Before are even out. if they're awake, still just fostering that yeah. community like you guys mm. have here. Because yeah. if no one was paying attention, I mean, he would have fallen out and nobody would have noticed. He'd yeah. laid out on the pavement. That would be mm. about it. Yeah. 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 But if he had have been engaged in the in the program, he would have stayed awake. Yeah. <laughs> Ideally, I think you're still pushing it after midnight. <laughs> but yeah, I get your point though. Yeah. And and but to that point, I mean, if we we're really we're really drilling this particular application, but I think it's a valuable application. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The if you do have people that are working, they're much less likely to feel disengaged. So I think you're spot on in that sense. Yeah. So do you guys have any other insights from the passage? Do we, do we feel like we've made our point? I feel, we've talk, I feel like we've talked a lot more about um, Paul and the believers than we have about Eutychus. And mm. I know we just touched on that, but I think we, it deserves a little bit more than that. Yeah, mm. sure. So, like, for example, how can we, as Eutychuses, be Eutychus. engaged <laughs> be engaged in life with the Lord? Not just mm. church, not just sermons, mm. but just doing life with God. It's very easy, I think, as as a Christian to become complacent mm. in your spiritual walk. So, how can we avoid falling asleep in the window? Don't sit in the window. The window is almost, almost like sitting on a fence, yeah? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah? More or less, it's a fence to stop you falling out of the building. Mm-hmm. 
so he was sitting right on that edge. So he was in the room. He was on the third he story. Was. So he was doing something right, but you're saying but maybe as, shouldn't have as been he by the was window. tired, he then fell, fell out. out. Yeah. If he had been further in the room, if he fell over, yes, he'd be on the ground, but he wouldn't have been killed. He may have been yeah, might have bump, bumped his head or something. Yeah. yeah. But spiritual application, if we're trying to be just enough, just good enough, you know, just in in, yeah. in Only Christian. just enough Jesus to be saved, but not enough to actually interrupt my life. We run the, the, the danger of falling out <laughs> and falling over onto that wrong side of that, that fence or that window. Mm. Yeah. Well, with you're just saying that yeah, it's an attitude, isn't it? If I'm just doing enough to get into heaven, that's, it's kind of, it's, it's not the point. Yeah. <laughs> the point is I'm doing this because this is who I am. I want, I want to get involved and it's, it's hard to get to that point. Mm. I'm sure we've all had that point where it, we were on the first line. It was more of a case of, well, I'm just going along because this is what expectations mm-hmm. it, it takes, it, t- it can take a um, life-changing event or something just to get us over over the edge and going, no, no, this is who I am, and I want to go flat out for God. Yeah. All right, so you, you've all heard American preachers say, can I get an amen mm. or something, right, <laughs> out of their congregations, and in Australia, we don't do that, mm. you know? Mm. We're silent while the preacher is preaching. But what if Eutychus had have been interacting with Paul's message, engaging with the message rather than being a passive hearer? Do you yeah. think maybe that's a bit of an indicator for us in, in the way that we approach our Christianity? Mm. That if we, are, if we are having a one-way relationship with God where He's doing all the communicating to us, but we aren't engaging in return, that we are likely, like you were saying, NATO, to be sitting by the window to yeah. start with, but also then to be drifting Sitting up the back pew of the church. To be overcome by <laughs> sleep. Says the man who sits at the back of the church. <laughs> <laughs> He's but engaged. I'm, though, I'm engaged. engaged. That's right. Yeah. I was going to say, you are at the PA desk and they don't move that. So I do get it. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that aside, yes. I, I think that that provides a very valid application for us. Mm. You know, it's very easy for us to go through life as a Christian, but still have complete confidence in self. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, our religion sometimes is really just about us. Right, if we're real, yeah. you know, we're not actually listening for God's voice. We're not actually trying to do God's will. We're just trying to do what we know is right. Mm. And so, yeah, we might get some points for that, but it doesn't actually change anything, right? Mm. It only changes something when we we are engaged with God on a on a moment by moment basis. Yeah. And so, I think that that that's a very valid application for us as as a Eutychus that we would be engaged with the message, that, yeah. that we would be those American hearers, <laughs> so to speak, not, not the uh, passive Australian that just listens only for God's voice, but that will respond, that will do. Um, you know, any, any relationship, if, you, if only one person's doing the talking, it doesn't end up being much of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Good points. Any, anyone else got any insight from the text? Uh, just, I want to add on to what Dave had said just yeah. about being Eutychus. The theme, again, drawing from Big Camp, was for the one, okay. which I thought was a very, very clever twist because it has like a double meaning. Okay. So if, if we're struggling in our walks, it's often because we're not applying it and engaging like we've just been talking mm-hmm. about. So we need to be looking for the one, mm-hmm. for the one that we can invest in and the one that we can like bring along on the journey. Mm-hmm. And we also need to be someone else's one. Mm-hmm. So if we're struggling, we need to be like willing and able to go and find someone yeah. or a group mm-hmm. of people and like let them 
should say like let us like be humble enough to become their one and mm-hmm. let them like mm-hmm. mentor us and yes. listen to us yeah. and be there for us Amen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. and and we can look for that one for the one being Christ Jesus so yeah. so yeah another double meaning yeah yeah for the one for the one for the one yeah <laughs> well we're all going to have those sorts of um, points i mean we're all going to have those those low points in our spiritual walk as well so if we're if we aren't doing that and connecting with people, then we ourselves, no matter how strong our faith is right now, can easily drift mm-hmm. if we're not connecting to other believers. Yeah. And I think that is important for us to recognise that none of us are that far away from being a Eutychus. No, no. You know, it, it's a it's a very very easy. I mean, you might feel like you're you know <laughs> part of the furniture in your church, but you could still potentially be that person right mm-hmm. yeah. you can spiritually die on a pew just yeah. like you can anywhere else yeah. yeah i was gonna say as well sometimes we fall like feel like when we fall we've only fallen from a first story building it sort of you know knocks us up a bit mm-hmm. we, we might ha- be a bit woozy for a little while but I, I think there's a lot of encouragement in the text in that eutychus fell from the third story and he died yeah and like you said before steve there was still life in him Paul recognized that, that there was still hope. Mm. So it doesn't really matter how far we've fallen, how, mm. how dead we might feel we are. There's, there's always still hope mm. that, that God will take us back to the third story, if you like, mm-hmm. that, that we would be able to have that engaging relationship with Jesus again. Mm. So like, yeah, just never lose hope. There's always a better end to the story. Yeah. You imagine how much more engaged Eutychus would have been after that. <laughs> I, I dare say he was a bit away. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he would go to be one of those one of those students that's like the front row student. You know, like oh, I'm down here. <laughs> I'm not going near that window. <laughs> yeah. and, and that's also a good lesson for us as well. You know, we need to be aware of where our weak points are and try to you know stay as close to Jesus as possible. Yeah. It's not a case of. How do we get close enough to him to get the benefits without the responsibilities? It's a case of what's the ma- you know what's the maximum closeness that I can achieve. So. Mm. Yeah. Well, with that, we might wrap this episode up. Thank you for joining us for another No Agenda Bible Study. If you enjoy these in particular, let us know. We love to get feedback from you guys as to what episodes are or what kinds of episode you enjoy the most. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. And that's the end of another episode. Just before I head off, I want to encourage you to go over to our page on Facebook and also our account on Instagram and follow us there because that is where we interact with our listeners and we would love for you to enter in and join the conversation. Also, while you're signing up, I would also recommend signing up to our mailing list on our website, oztabletalk.com.au. If you do that, you will receive our exclusive content because occasionally we do release exclusives and they only go out to our mailing mailing list. So I would strongly recommend you go and sign up for that. If you have a few more minutes to be one of the most amazing listeners on the planet, you can go over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review because reviews help us to grow and they help other people to find us. So if you want to help us reach those goals, please jump in and give us a review. The final message that I'd like to leave you with is to let you know about our Patreon account. Now, 
Patreon is a way for creators to get paid for creating. And ultimately what we do does cost money to get us hosted and have the services that we need to run the podcast. And so if you'd like to help us do that, jump over onto patreon.com slash oztabletalk and you can you can give anything from even a dollar a month upwards. But at different levels, there are different benefits, different rewards that we want to give you just to say thank you for being an amazing supporter of ours. If you can't afford that, we would just gratefully accept your prayers because that is what our ministry runs on. And so with that, I will leave you to your day and thank you so much for listening to this episode. We look forward to seeing you guys next week.